Hey kids, this week we're talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990, so here we go! I'm Tad. And I'm Tony. And we love movies. It feels like that's all we talk about. But when we decided to do a podcast, we couldn't do new movies. Everybody does that. So we're going back. Back to the movies of our childhood or movies we haven't seen in a long time. It's our Overdue Movie Review Podcast. Tony, 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990, the film introduction to the Turtles. Yes, the first live action one. Yeah, because well, we'd had the uh, the animated series TV started show, in 1987, yeah. yeah, and then you get your live action feature film debut of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and straight off the comic book pages. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, this movie this is, see, was nothing. Was made in 1984, the comic, the comic book. book, yeah, and it was pretty violent. And then they kidized it with ki- for the te- for the cartoon, right? For the cartoon, they made it. They made it kid friendly. Yeah, very Saturday kid-friendly. morning cartoon friendly. Very, yeah, yeah. And it was a Saturday it morning was a cartoon. Big, you know, it was a big, it was Turtle Mania. It, it was really was. Mania. I had a bit of a flashback. Um, yesterday I was walking around in uh, Walmart mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I saw the masks with yeah. the little, and I was like, I, I remember that from my childhood yeah. because that was one, like one birthday. Uh, my, my brother, me, my brother and my cousin, we all had birthdays that were like really close together. Right. And for our birthday that year, our grandmother got us Ninja Turtle masks. They had the mask and the nose. Oh, okay. The little green yeah, nose. The, yeah, the, yeah. And then you got the, the the weapons and stuff right, like that. Right, right, And And, and I, like, I had a flashback to that because I saw the, you know, the, the new movies coming out. Yeah. Mayhem's coming out and all the toys are out. They're and I'm back, like, yeah. oh, my gosh. And the original toys are back, too. Yes. That's crazy. It's like, is this 19... It's Turtle Mania this, all over yeah, again. Yeah, is this 2023 or 1990? It's, 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 it's like we're back, so great. we're back there again, yeah. But this movie kind of dove back into the comic book roots. The comic book and the, and the cartoon a little bit. Yeah, a, little bit of the, like, a little bit of the cartoon, but like the humor of the cartoon, the seriousness and the drama from mm-hmm. the, the comic book. Because mm-hmm. this was a much darker much more adult-friendly version of the Turtles. It, right. was, it was not the Turtles you They're got in serious. the cartoon. Yeah. And uh, just it's one of those things like this is a movie I've watched over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and you see things now that you didn't see in your childhood. Right, right, um, right. I, we've talked about this several times. I am a big Secret of the Ooze fan. Right. I love TMNT 2. Right. But going back and watching this one, the nostalgia was just so there. Right. Um, but and it's like I saw things differently this time watching it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I told you this before. This is my favorite Ninja Turtle movie. This is my, my favorite one. I love this one above all of them. <laughs> um, I understand why you love Ooze. I, I like Ooze. Well, I, I, I love them. I love them all. I love all of them. You don't love three. For, no, I don't no, love you three. Don't no, love you're three. right. You're right. You're right. I don't love three. <laughs> I don't know anybody do not, that likes that movie. I do not love three, and this and and it's like the, that. That's like uh, as much as I love science fiction and time travel movies. That was that's like the least my least favorite time travel movie of all time. It's Hot Tub Time Machine, and then see, I love Hot Tub. I, 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 love, Hot I love Hot Tub, hot tub Time, time Machine. Machine. I love both of them. I love one and two, but Turtles in Time did no. It was not no. good. It, the, the, the Turtles in the only Turtles in Times that I like is the video, video game. game. That's yep. it. 
That's it. <laughs> for me, for me, even though I know three exists, it doesn't exist. I just like kind of graze over that. It was the worst use of Casey Jones. It was the worst case. At least they brought him back, though. Yeah, they did. Like bring that's him back. the only bonuses they brought yeah, him back. Yeah, I was happy to see Casey back because part two, I thought Casey should be here. Why isn't Casey here? Because like the timeline, it's like right behind. Like, yeah, within days, weeks. Yeah, it's not that long. Yeah, yeah it's not but, that long. And and I didn't like the way that the new spinner looked. I I didn't like any of it. I. I uh, it, there was problems. The good <laughs> and Michelangelo thing is, wanting to stay behind. Right. Yeah, I'm like, dude, no, that's no. You would want to go back. The good news is, we don't have to worry about that when we get to talk about this. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. But no, like seriously, like from you know, I mentioned the other day, like watching this one now. Mm-hmm. You can see the character development, and this and right. that's one thing you talked about that there's more character development right. in this one than there was in the second, in the second movie. One. And and you can really see that you can even feel there's more the, it's more emotional it's more emotional but you can feel which turtle is older which one's younger where mm-hmm. the you where can kind of you on. see the ranking like the 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 personalities of the brothers because mm-hmm. uh, Leonardo is obviously he yes he's always been the leader but you can tell he's kind of like the older one right. he acts more like an older sibling right whereas yeah. Michelangelo is clearly the baby of the family right yes always wanting to get into mm-hmm. trouble and just have some fun what uh, what was it that we were talking about that line when you know right at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. When Shredder is like, you need there will come a time when you have to, you know, with Splinter. go on with Splinter, yeah, yeah. with Splinter, you go, is there going to become a time when you have to go on without me, yeah. where I won't be here, right? And Donatello, and Donatello comes. and Michelangelo are talking in the tour, in, his, in the sewer. And Michelangelo is waiting for his pizza to show up, right? And Donatello is like, so you ever think about what um, Master Splinter said? And he was like, what did he about what? And he said, you know, about not having them. And then Michelangelo looks and he goes. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. <laughs> right? It's just like. You know, he's just like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not going to think I'm about that. i My right. pizza should be here. And Donatello's kind of let down because that's weighing on his mind. Like, I've yeah. never thought about Splinter not ever being there. Yeah. And he's really concerned about that. That's, you know, really heavy on his heart. That's why he asked Michelangelo about it. <laughs> Michelangelo's like, I'm waiting for my free pizza. We're going to get a pizza I, for I'm free. I have to worry about that when he gets here, <laughs> right, but I'm not right, worried about anything right, right. right now. And then you see the carefreeness of him, but you see the scientific pondering mind of Donatello. Mm-hmm. Which is clearly a middle child trait. Right. You know, especially the way he's like worried about getting left. Right, right. You know, that's right, a middle right. child thing. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. That's right. just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And you got Raphael, who's also got middle child characteristics. Right. He's but the he's angry closer one. to Leonardo because yeah. he's like almost the, like I'm bucking I'm bucking the system. I'm right. bucking the leadership because I should be in charge. Right. And he's got anger anger tendencies. Right. And he he's he's a hothead. Yeah. But you see the bit of control that Master Splinter has been instilling in them right. come through throughout the movie. You can see Raphael trying to control his anger right. and trying, right. you know, one of the greatest scenes is the fight between him and Casey Jones. Yeah. But the best thing about that scene is right at the beginning where Raphael has chased off the the, bag, the, 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 the guys that had stole the bag right. and Casey Jones is about to whoop them. Right. And he says, dude, this is not how they learn their lesson. Mm-hmm. Not like that. It's like he's so, it's like, the, I, I took care of them. Right. right. They, they, you don't have to beat them to death. Lesson. You don't have to beat them to death. <laughs> right. right. And, and Casey Jones is like, no, they're about to get they're there. They're about to get the you lesson. Right. He's that dark vigilante. Right, right. You know, he's the one that's, I'm going to teach him a lesson. And, and you know, it's, 
it's almost like Raphael ran up into himself. Yes. he know that that's how Yeah, he it was, was like looking in a mirror. Right. Yeah. And, and then Casey's like, oh, it seems like you're the one who needs to learn a lesson since the two dudes got, you know, got away. And they fight for the first time. And it's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. And he's so, then that anger just boils up because he calls him a freak. And he's like, freak, freak. You know, he's lost his side by this time in the movie. <laughs> he saw a horrible movie, Critters 3. He's like, where did they come up with this stuff? Which is so ironic because there's a giant turtle in the trench coat right. <laughs> walking the New York streets and nobody noticing. And then he gets beat up by a human being who calls him a freak. And right. he's like, he gets hit by a car too. It's just like one thing after the other. Like, I can't catch a break. I can't catch a break. What's going on? And, and if you'll notice in the in the the theme of the first two movies in this in this uh, franchise is Raphael's always getting caught. He sure is because he gets caught in this one. That scene on the rooftop. The first, the, yeah, the one in the first in the movie first where movie he, gets, he got beat. That was down. legit. Yeah, like, and then he ended up what shell shocked. And it's so the, on the farm. You know, it was so cool. It was so cool seeing what one turtle could do because we're so used to seeing them all together fighting together. But he took on the foot clan by himself by for himself. a few minutes by himself pretty well in broad daylight. Until they sent reinforcements. They, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, you know, you know, how do you guys expect to beat me? And then more of them pop up and he goes, good answer, good, <laughs> good answer, answer. You know? And that was, that was one of the things I liked about this movie is the fact that I've mentioned it before in – I don't know if we've mentioned it in podcasts or if we've mentioned it just in conversations here at the office, but mm -hmm. you don't have to have an action movie be straight comedy. Right. It right, doesn't have right. to be a comedy movie. These action movies can have comedy in them mm -hmm. without being comedies themselves. Right. And this movie did a wonderful a job, job of just, just yeah. throwing in little one-liners here and right. there. Because you see that, that that fight is serious. You know, they're really trying to hurt him. Yeah. And he's fighting back, and he's giving as good as he gets. And so you see, you, you then you see you see shots like flat, fl quick flashes of what they're actually doing to him up on the rooftop while his brothers and April are looking through the antique store. Right. And then you finally see him come crashing through the skylight, and you go, "Oh man!" And she's like, "I got a pulse, barely." And I'm like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. They really whooped him. Yeah, it was bad. Like it I mean, was, it he, was ended really up, bad. he ended up uh, shell shocked for, for a couple of days. Yeah, it was, and that's and that was another like another strong moment. It was, they've got him laying in the bathtub, mm -hmm. and you got Leonardo sitting there beside him, watching guards, just yeah. watching guard kid mm -hmm. taking care of him, make sure he's okay. Mm -hmm. And then other times you see Donatello sitting outside, and April's drawing these pictures of him and Talking stuff, about and, them. Mm -hmm. and it's just you see what happens because at this point. Splinter's gone. Yeah, he's got. They kidnapped. don't know what to do. Because yeah. that that was a hard moment too. Where, yeah, they where go they, back in. They the... saved April. Like okay, so they saved April the first time when she was coming out to her vehicle in the subway. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah and then when they the, saved her in the yeah, subway. Was, yeah. yeah. Well, Raphael saved her. Raphael saved her subway. But and that's uh, what led to the yeah, Foot Clan payback, finding. Right? That's what led to the Foot Clan finding where their hideout the was. Hideout was right. And and you know that Raphael knows that. Right. Yeah. And that's why he takes it so really hard. Really upset. Really upset. And the moment when they go back to Rachel's and Splinter's gone. Yeah. Or Splinter, not Rachel, April's. April Splinter. Splinter. Yeah, the way they you said know, Oh, my gosh. And you, She's like, like, what's wrong? And he said, it's Splinter. It's, and and yeah. it's like. They're little kids again. They don't know their what to father's do. Gone. Yeah. The very thing he mentioned at the very beginning of the movie Comes has right back. Right. And within days of him right. mentioning that. Right. And. Right. 
you realize these guys are teenagers, like and like young teenagers. I mean, you're looking 15 years old, 15, 16 years old, right. and by the way that they're acting and how long it's mm-hmm. been and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so these 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 turtles are young and, right. and they've lost their father figure. Mm-hmm. And then they they're out this farm. And for me as a kid, the farm scene, the farmhouse scene was so slow, <laughs> and it was just like, oh my gosh, when is this going? When are we going to get back to the fighting? As an adult, you look back and you're like, you need that time to like. They're just breathe. trying to come to right. terms with what happened. Right. They can't go back to fighting right now. They're right. trying to because they have figure no home. What to do. Their friend lost her home. Their, their brother parent, is laying in a tub. Dad, yeah, yeah, and their dad is missing. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a whole lot. But I, I, you know, I, I just like the 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 progression, the progression of the movie, the development, like we said before, of how you get to you briefly learn who these characters are. Like Raphael's, the first one we really well, we hear him say his famous D word because <laughs> he lost his sigh. Um, and it's just he a cool, says it quite a lot. Yeah, it's in a the cool movie. way how he how it opens up. Like we don't we don't even see them fight for the first time. It's Not complete darkness. It, the, the we just hear the breaks out the light. Yeah, and we that's just hear it. the movements or whatever. And uh, and then we hear Michelangelo go, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> and then we go into the movie and we see them going, you know, you know, collaborating with each other, talking about bringing up words like to describe what they just did, the save they just made. Which is really cool, and then they go in and they reflect with their father. But Raphael, I, it was so crazy. I was thinking about Indiana Jones and Raphael, and how you know Raphael was like, you know, I lost a side, and then Spinner goes, well, then then it's gone. And he's like, <laughs> but I can get it back. I can get it back. I can get it back. And he's focused on that because for the rest, of the it's movie, a very very he's got to yes. get his side back. He has to get his side back. And I think about Indiana Jones, and I think about that scene where he's where where Henry Jones is telling him, "Indiana, let it go." When he's reaching for the grave, yeah, he's like, "But Dad, I can reach it. I can, I reach, can it. reach it." And then he calls him Indiana, and he comes back too, or whatever. But you know, he the the relationship that Indiana and Henry had is kind of like Raphael and Splinter, in yeah. A way. But the but Splinter is so gentle about. Each one of them. He knows what to do with each one of them. Like, he throws a book at Michelangelo, and he knows Michelangelo's okay with it. Because he's trying to have a real serious moment, and and Michelangelo's on the phone ordering pizza. You put anchovies on this thing, and da-da-da. And (laughs) Michelangelo! (laughs) Throws that book at him. But, you know, he knows Michelangelo is going to look funny at that. If he had done that to Raphael, Raphael would have been stormed off and left and never come back. But he, you know, he takes time. He doesn't scold him in front of his brothers. He takes the time. He waits up for him mm-hmm. to come back home. And after the night, he and then had, has a quiet conversation yeah. with him. And and that's the thing about being a parent. You can't talk to all your kids the same. That's true. Each kid is different. That's true. And and you can see that that Splinter has learned that. You right. Know? He's learned how to be a father to these turtles, and mm-hmm. he's like, I know. I know how to reach each one of my kids, mm-hmm. and I know how to talk to each one mm-hmm. of them, and, and and to get the best response from them. Right, right. And because sitting there, sitting there talking to him in front of his brothers, I mean, Michelangelo would have laughed at him, you know? right? And Leonardo would have been like, you know, that's right. Listen to, you know, listen to Master. Da, 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 da. Exactly. And but he needed that quiet time with Raphael alone. Like you don't have to carry these burdens by yourself. I'm here. Your brothers are here. You know, we're here for you. You don't have to do this alone. He's like, I don't. He's like, I don't even understand why you think you have to, but you know, as you fight that, you know, know that 
I'm here for you. We're we're all here. And he puts his hand on his head. And like you can see that Splinter, who was a pet rat of his Hamada Yoshi, his sensei, Hamada Yoshi, um, you see that Splinter has learned how to be fatherly because mm-hmm. of that man, because of how he took care of him. Right. And how he loved on him. And now he's able to pass this to these turtles. Who I mean, a rat and some turtles growing up together in the, you know in in the sewers. It sounds like something straight out of yeah, the comic it's so books. Weird. I mean, it's, it's so weird. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but it works. It works. He he knows them. He he's polite to April. You know he, he you know he 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 was of the philosophy that the human world wouldn't understand us. Nobody we will ever stay in the shadows. You, yeah. Your ninjas, you know, hit hard and fade away. But Raphael is so obsessed about getting his side back. That he follows April to the subway and he right. saves her. And I can't help but think now that because of the whooping that he gave the Foot Clan, that they came back and was like, oh, we're getting you back. Because yeah. that was the one who they, they, I mean, he was the one they attacked first. So, uh, but he gets his side back. He takes April to the, the lair. And I just love the interaction because her interaction with them is so over the top because it would be. There's a giant rat. And some giant turtles, and you're in the subway yeah. in the sewer with them, and they're trying to, and they're telling you their story. I mean, the way Splinter, you know, he's real calm about it. He tries to talk to her. He tells her what's happening, and why they are the way they are. And April gradually kind of calms down and goes, "Darn it, this really is happening. You know, <laughs> right. This is really happening." Because she but, thinks she's hallucinating yeah, at first. Yeah, but she finds I out. I saw that, you. Yeah, the I rat, saw you rat. You, I saw rat, you in the parking lot. You, yeah. That explains you, but you guys. <laughs> you guys. And, and could you, I mean, and I like how they tied it into the real world because in the real world, you would have a hard time coming to terms. Or a or heart attack. Like yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's just, it, it, it. It looked so real. Yeah. You know, and that was the job. one thing I really loved about job. this compared to the Michael Bay movies mm-hmm. is they looked real. They That's weren't right. completely CGI and unbelievable. And we have the Muppets creator, Jim Henson, to thank for this. Absolutely. Uh, just a master with the animatronics of mm-hmm. it all. Because, mm-hmm. like, the helmets themselves were very intricate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not only the design on the outside, but the animatronics on the inside. You'd right, have the move the mouths and the eyes. You'd have a yeah. person inside the suit acting. Right. And then you'd have another person outside working the eyes and the eyebrows right. and another one working the mouth with mm-hmm. remote controls and just a fantastic... Well, one of the most interesting... One of the interesting facts is that the turtle costumes were created by Jim Henson's Creature Shop in London. And that Jim Henson said that the creatures were the most advanced that he had ever worked with. The creatures were first made out of fiberglass and then remolded out of clay. They were produced as molds to cast the whole body in foam rubber latex. The works at the creature shop was completed within 18 weeks. That's amazing. That's pretty crazy. I mean, and and you and I both said that we'd rather have the 1990 kind of turtles than the CGI turtles. Right. Because there, there's something, just like we were talking about Independence Day, there's something about having practical effects. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's cool that we can do all these CGI things now, but just 
being able to do the basics and make it look real is very impressive. That's very impressive. And we've seen what bad CGI oh, can do. Oh, let's not I bring mean, up the Flash again. Well, I mean, I'm, like, look, I'm just talking about all the DC <laughs> yeah. movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes practical is the way to go. That's true. You know, Marvel has perfected the CGI because there's mm-hmm. you can't tell the difference between right. what is CGI and what is real right, over there. Right, right. But when you like, sometimes practical is okay. Sometimes you, your hero can wear a cape and it actually be, be there. there. Yeah, you know, they've started That's, to CGI yeah. the capes and everything. Really understand that. I don't get it. But sometimes practical is okay. Like, and it may it may you may have to produce more suits than you're used to. That's true. But but it works. It works. It works. It looks believable. Because it is believable because exactly. it's really there. And I'm it's wondering, really there. I'm wondering if it, if the difference is between film and digital. Because now they're filming everything digital. It's not on uh, tape anymore. Yeah, and true. so everything is – I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. But you could at least try it. Yeah, you could try it. I mean, and the fact, like we said, these, these are pretty much like walking around puppets. Um, even uh, Splinter was, was a puppet. Played by Kevin Clash, who used to play Elmo, who was the, the voice of Elmo, and he was the voice of Splinter. The only turtle, here's some some geeky facts. Uh, the only turtle who was actually played and voiced by the same person was Raphael, right? By John Pius or Pius or something like that. Um, Corey Feldman fam- famously played Donatello. Um, Robbie Rist is Michelangelo. Right. And Robbie Rist has had um, an, a very unusual career <laughs> um, because Robbie Rist is a, a fantastic voice actor. He's mm-hmm. uh, worked, he, I, I, I was watching uh, uh, Doc McStuffins years ago with Brooklyn. And right. Like, that's Robbie Rist's voice. Which like, one is I, he? He played uh, the dragon. Oh, okay. Uh, Stuffy, I think is the name of the dragon. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I know that voice. <laughs> but he was also Cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch. That's right. So it's That's like right. he went from child actor to voice actor. And you see that happen a lot more frequently now. Right. Like Will Friedle and uh, 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 Roger Strong. Even, you know, so right. These guys go from child actor. Uh, 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 Marsden, um, Jason, Jason Marsden, Marsden. Yeah. Uh, goes from child actor to voice actor. And it right. seems a very logical move. And Robbie Riss started yeah. it all. He's like, yeah. For me, he's the original child actor turned <laughs> voice, voice actor. actor. Right. Right. We also had Judith Hogue, who's play, who played April O'Neil, and it was Channel Three in the movie, but it was Channel Six on the cartoon. Right. There was a, just a couple of slight differences. She they wanted her to wear the yellow jumpsuit. Did they in the in the movie? She thought it looked kind of stupid and ridiculous. Oh, so I'm that's mad. why. So that's why they put her in the yellow raincoat at the beginning of the movie. Right. But she only wore that one scene. Yeah, it was an homage to the other because you got to think though the cartoon. Anybody can pull yeah. off a jump. Not yeah. everybody can pull off a jumpsuit in real and, life. And you wouldn't really wear that as a reporter in the real world. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Especially, see, and she was more of an anchor than she was a reporter. Right. You know, I like in the second movie they actually put her out back, there in out the, the field again. Right. You know, right. Because, and she was she was anchoring at, at one point in the in the second movie, but also they they kept April out in the field too. So it's like that's the April we know is the right. field reporter, the field reporter, not right. the anchor. Right. We had Elias Cotiasis, Casey Jones, which is. Perfect. Great perfect. casting. You look um, at him now and you're like, that's that's yeah, Casey Jones? Yeah. Toshiro, Tosh, Toshiro Abata as Master Tatsu. He was perfect. He was Tatsu was great. Um, James Sato as uh, Oroku Saki, the Shredder. Um, the voice cast, 
Brian Tochi, to- Toshi, yeah. as Leonardo. Um, we are Robbie Riss, Corey Feldman, John Pies, Kevin Clash as Splinter, David McCarran as Oroko Saki, and Michael McConucci or Konuhi doing the voice work. Doing the voice of Master Tasu. Now I can't remember if it's. I think the guy who there was a guy who played on this show called. Um, Oh, what was it? The dude who was having delusions of George Michael. Man, it was on ABC. Oh, the dude who played Sherlock on CBS was, um, he used to be married to Angelina Jolie. His name, oh my goodness. Eli Stone. The mo- The show was called Eli Stone. Sorry. I see, I, we'll it's all connected. It, yeah. Look, it's all connected to each other. I just <laughs> had to work it out. But he was the, 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 the guy who played Eli Stone. The the therapeutic the therapist he went to the acupuncturist, he was the voice of Shredder in the first movie. And the voice of Shredder is it was really good. Just it's it one of those really like good. iconic voices and oh the rat the rat and it's and it, it had a name and I love that <laughs> it was probably filters that they put onto it but it sounded it sounded like, like he it was, was under the mask under that mask right. even when the mask was off he right. sounded like he was under the mask right. and it's just right. a a very, very because you don't see a lot of Shredder's face. You just see his eyes. You know and the you see eyes. All those and, that metal around, and him, that's right? it. And but it's the voice uh-huh. that commands all that. And that mm-hmm. costume was that costume fantastic. Was good. Yeah, that costume. And I loved. And one of the things I love about the movie is that he wasn't. God rest James Avery's soul because James Avery was the voice of our Shredder in the animated. The, in the yeah, animated, um, and he was so goofy. He was so goofy. Like, originally, that first five episodes, the Shredder was scary. Right. He was real serious. And then as the show got long and they made it, you know, more kid-friendly, him and Crane got into it and you would hear Shredder crying and, you know, <laughs> you know, upset. Turning and into Skeletor. Turning into a brat. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But in this movie, I mean, this Shredder was serious. He was throwing daggers at the, uh, I mean, at the TVs. Saying find her and silence her, you know he he wanted April O'Neil dead. Yeah, and that's I mean this movie was dark. <laughs> this was not a kid friendly movie, which is what upset a lot of parents because they're taking their kids to see this movie based on the Saturday morning cartoon that their kids have seen, and their kids want to see the Turtles movie, and they take them there, and it's it's dark. Well, thank God that we had sensible parents because <laughs> you and I were probably growing up watching Rambo and and Chuck Norris and movies and TV <laughs> right. shows, so you know. This movie was we nowhere near. Yeah, this yeah. Movie, I mean, Rambo was you know it was still tame to, considering yeah, blood yeah. and guts and bullets and stuff. You know, there was that was no guns were even fired in this movie. There right. were there were no guns. Nobody was cut. Nobody was sliced. I don't think anybody was sliced. Know. They bare. I mean, they had their weapons. They used their but weapons more. They didn't more. jab them. You know, they, it wasn't they, like he was jabbing them was, in them. But this movie is, and the and the parents' reaction is why they didn't use their weapons in the second <sighs> movie. I don't, they you barely know. used them. Barely in this used one. them. Yeah, but that's that's just why it's one of those things. <laughs> it is, and we can't take 1990 back. Anymore, I know we but. can't. I know we can't. But you know, this there are so many great scenes and so many great quotes in this movie. Um, just, just, and like, we, like you've said, there, there are like funny, there are funny hysterical moments. I can quote this movie from beginning to end. That's how much I know this movie and how 
much my wife made it through that first time watching it and has not watched it with me again <laughs> because I will quote it from the beginning to the end because I know it by heart. It's one of those, when I was watching it, I watched most of it while I was sitting down, but there's other, I, was, I was making dinner, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there quoting the movie, and the right. kids are like, what are you doing, Dad? Right. I was like, I know this movie. You right. don't even know. Right, right. Like, I, even, like, even after Raphael falls through the skylight and all the Foot Clan come in there, they have the 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 nunchuck face off. You're right. Which is hilarious. Even though Raphael is laying on the ground dying. <laughs> but you know, Michelangelo goes, hmm, a fellow chuckeray. And you know, right. and they're they are they are having like they're literally facing down each other doing nunchuck moves with each other. Like Michelangelo's doing it, then the Foot Clan does it, and uh Foot Clan member does it, and then uh Michelangelo's like, ha, ha, ha. he's doing all these moves and stuff. And then uh, the Foot Clan member does it again. And then Michelangelo starts, gets a new truck on one finger. <laughs> right, he's like, yeah. keep like, practicing. Like spinning, like, yeah. like he's like, keep basketball. practicing. <laughs> and then Donatello jumps over him with the bow staff and they start the fight. I'm like, oh my, you know, how cool is that? Like, this is the distraction. It's all just it's a coming. big distraction. You know, you know, the big thing is coming now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so cool how they. You can see that that those years of practicing in the sewer has prepared them for a battle that they probably didn't even know that they would ever fight. Exactly. Because they didn't know anything about the Foot Clan. Right. They 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 didn't even know anything they about the Shredder. Was, they knew, they knew there was some crime was on the streets, on. Right. but that was about all they knew. Right, right. So, you know, this is the first time they're actually meeting the Foot Clan. They don't even know that they're connected to Spinner's disappearance. Right. They have no idea about that. Um, then they have to go on the run. They hide out while um, Raphael is fighting for his life because they can't take a big giant turtle to the hospital. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How would they explain? So he literally has to lay there and and heal on his own. <laughs> but then, you know, Leonardo, like everybody else is doing their own thing. Michelangelo and he is goes to exploring and stuff, right? And Donatello is getting close with Casey Jones for the first yeah. time and hanging out with him. and uh, But Leonardo was like, you know, I need to meditate. And he meditates. He does what Master Splinter was trying to teach them. and he Reach out and try to right, find Right, and them. he hears him. And he goes, he's alive. <laughs> and he goes and tells all of them, you need to come with me. And they come out and they do the meditation scene at the campfire. And one of the most powerful it's scenes. Very, As a kid, yeah, you don't grasp it. I, I, I got it. A little bit, yeah. But, the, but as a kid, yeah. You're as like, you get older, okay. you're like, oh, man. But, you know, after after losing my father and and actually watching that scene years later, it's it's really hard. It's it's almost like I wish my dad could come back and say that to me. Because yeah. it's, it's him astral projecting I to that camp. Yeah, I love oh. you all. You are all my sons. And uh, and don't forget that you know you all are family. You all are together. You can you know there's nothing you you know pretty much you, there's nothing you can do. But I love you. I love you. Like it's like if you if I if you never see me again, I love you. Don't yeah. ever forget that. Don't ever forget to see turtles crying. Yeah, too. yeah. And they're like there and were you could, tears. Their heart. Yes. It's like you know they thought he might have been dead. Yeah. They weren't even sure about who who even did it. Yeah. And so that scene right there is you know it's so. It's powerful. Yeah, I don't. Even, I I don't even know how they didn't get any awards for this movie because that 
I know it's turtles and a big giant rat, but there are some human movies that I've seen that they can't even pull that, that, that much kind of emotion. Right. Yes. They can't even pull that off. But um, you know, and I and I love I love we see we actually get to see three well we get to see a bunch of humans' reactions to turtles. Yeah. And I can't believe that some of the Foot Clan were like, oh, you know, forget this. I'm not, I'm not, do you <laughs> see this here in front of us? I'm out of here. Right. I'm not doing this. Um, but, you know, we get to see April's, um, April's reaction to meeting them. We see Casey Jones. Yeah. Who's already encountered one in the dark by himself, and he thought it was a mask. Right. And then he sees Raphael getting beat from, like, a block or two away. Yeah, on top of the building, yeah. Right. And he decides, I'm going to help him. Not I'm coming to beat him up, but yeah. what did you do to my little green pal right there? You know, <laughs> right. he sees the other turtles, but he's not like freaking out because he's like, uh, it is it's New York. It's New York. Yeah, it's New York. It's <laughs> I've New seen York. ranch this big. Right. Well, no, it, he hadn't. He hadn't really seen them yet. <laughs> but uh, but he goes in there and he tries to help, and then he hears that April's fired. Which was a that's a comical scene with the answering machine. You know, I know this comes as a blow. And he's like, You can say that again, Chuck. <laughs> right. You know, so it's the all those things work together to make this movie a believable live action movie. There's only one thing missing. What was it? The van. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody grew we up. Never watching, got the van. We, we never, never got, got the van, van out of those three all movies. three movies. We never got the van. But you know who has the van? Oh, Rusty that's TV right, Rusty. <laughs> and Movie Car Museum. And if you're looking for the perfect place for a family outing this summer, you got to head for Rusty's TV and Movie Car Museum right here in Jackson, Tennessee. Check out the Michael Keaton Batmobile, Scooby-Doo's Mystery Machine, the Ghostbusters Ambulance, Bumblebee from Transformers, the General Lee, a Back to the Future DeLorean, Paul Walker's Eclipse from the first Fast and the Furious movie, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle van. Now he's got over 50 iconic cars, trucks, motorcycles, and props that have been used in movies and on TV. There's something for everybody, something for all ages. Admission is just $10 for adults, $5 for kids, ages 5 and under. Get in free, and they're open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 9 to 5, and by appointment, Monday through Thursday. Contact them about group rates, Rusty's TV, and Movie Car Museum at 323 Hollywood Drive, Jackson, Tennessee. Call 731-267-5881. Rusty's is fun for the entire family. Rusty's TV and Movie Car Museum, 323 Hollywood Drive in Jackson, Tennessee. You got to check out the TMNT van. That's right. I think he has two of them. He has the cartoon and he has the Michael Bay uh, live action action van. Definitely something you got to check out. We want to thank Rusty for uh, sponsoring the podcast. That's right. Um, one of the things that I did notice um, when you look at the Foot Clan, mm-hmm. Shredder and Tatsu were doing a great job of Bringing recruiting kids, and yeah. getting kids, troubled teens mm-hmm. that could that had nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of two different scenes. Okay, the the layer, uh, what was it? Is it East East uh, Eastman and Laird Island or something like that? Yeah, because that's the name of Eastman uh, and Laird is the, the creators. creators they, that's right. how they worked it in. But there was a factory where they had their layout, their hideout, uh-huh. and it reminded me of two things. One, it reminded me of the uh, uh, Fagus's, uh, uh Fagan's Fagus, not Fagus Fagan's uh, kind of layer in Oliver Twist, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. recruiting all the orphans right, to come right. and you know do his dirty work for mm-hmm. him. And it also reminded me of that scene in Pinocchio. 
uh-huh. where they go to that island the, and, boy, and yeah, all the kids, the kids the smoking cigar, kids. really mm-hmm. the playing pool, smoking cigar. Mm-hmm. That was really what you mean. I was like, but that's what Shredder was doing. He was yeah. using that. He's using Fagin's philosophy of recruiting orphans or troubled mm-hmm. teens to do his dirty to work, do his work. shoplifting right. and this, that, and the other, uh, uh, pickpocketing. Right. And they were probably pawning those things off to get money to fund the clan. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, and to draw in April's boss's son. Yeah, Danny. Yeah, Who, like you're you shouldn't have to want for anything. Your dad the is the boss. Life. Yeah, your dad. But you know, his dad was busy providing a living, of course. But right. He doesn't. You know, a teenager. He's a teenager, and he doesn't. You know, understand that. Apparently, we don't know where Danny mom, Danny's mom was. Nobody asked him about his mom. We can assume that she probably died or left the family. You know, yeah. we don't know. But <clears throat> I like the fact that. Danny saw, sees the turtles in April's apartment. And we don't know exactly what Danny told them. Because he says, you know, he raised his hand yeah. in front of Shredder and the rest of the clan, but we don't know what I he could told only assume him. because they attacked, they attacked April's Raphael apartment. on top of yeah. Rape, Rape, so April's apartment. So he could have said, I think that he they're hiding snitched, here. Because the first Foot Clan member followed Raphael. Because you notice he has that he has that change of heart when he meets Splinter. Right, right. And right. Splinter starts and talking to talk, him. Talks him and tells him pretty much. He's like, "Well, whatever happened to Oroko Saki?" And, he, and Splinter says, "Well, a lot of people don't know, but you wear his symbol upon your brow." And yeah. he goes, "Oh crap! This dude is the dude that Splinter just told me about." Yeah. And and, and remember, Danny didn't have that right. until he until he ratted, told that's ratted ratted him out. out. <laughs> nice pun there. <laughs> nice pun there. But yeah, so he yeah he he ratted them out, and then he rats rats them out again because he has the drawings that April had of the turtles on the farm. Yeah, and he goes, they're back. Send you know send some people out there now. But by that time, I think that Danny they they let Danny get there because they were ready for for them when they got there. Right, they were they were prepared, and then Casey Jones meets the biggest rat that he's ever met before. And Danny's like, you know, we got to help him. We got to save him. And they're like, this is their dad. Yeah. This is him. And he goes, oh, okay. And we see the turtles in April working with them to get the clan out of their their home or whatever. And we were leading up to the big battle, which is amazing, which is perfect. Um, but we also see that Casey Jones has gone from this diehard, er, Batman-esque vigilante to this tender heart. He understands... That these kids have been misled. Right. These teenagers have been misled. They're not just bad kids. Right. They're just good. They're bad. they're kids that got misled. Right. 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 And that these adults took advantage of it. Right. And he faces off against Tatsu. And it's hilarious because Casey Jones being Casey Jones. A little promising to clear that right up. You know? <laughs> right. And uh he, you know, he fights him and he wins. And um he gives the kids a speech. You know, you like, you call that right there family. You call that down there, family? You know, all of this? And he's just like so y'all, over it. Yeah. It's like y'all don't know what family is. Yeah. Family is when one of your brothers goes down, you move off. You take right, care of it. Right, right, you right. Because he's witnessed this yeah. from the when turtles. When your father gets kidnapped, you, you do everything it is to, to get, get him. To get him back. That's right. family. Right. And, and and he's learning this. Right. And Splinter and Splinter is just meeting him. And he goes, you know, he, he's like, my, you know, my name is Casey Jones. I'm a friend of your, your, your sons. And. And when he makes that speech and he comes up there and gets a Spinner down from them chains, Spinner goes, Casey, 
Love it. And they walk out together. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so awesome. It's so and then we get like the coolest, you know, fight scene from the sewers and the turtles coming out and the foot clan are running away because they're like, oh crap, you know, we're in trouble. And we see all this fighting in the streets at nighttime, but you know, it's so active because there's so many foot clan members out there. And they're fighting them, but the turtles don't know they're being led to a rooftop to, because the shredders they're waiting for them. Right. And we don't know that either. We just think <laughs> they're chasing the Foot Clan. Yeah. And um, and when they get there and the shredder lands, and you know that is one of those all <laughs> iconic yeah, moments too. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's so cool. And I, Michelangelo could lighten up anything. He's just like, like no, it was it was. I think it was Donatello who goes. Who or what is, is that? that? <laughs> and Michelangelo goes, I don't know, but I bet I bet it never asked for acts for a can opener. <laughs> right. And then he goes, I, maybe all that hardware is for making coleslaw. You know, he's just, <laughs> he's just one line after the other, you know, about it. And they're still talking. And then Raphael comes to it is either Raphael or Leonardo who comes to the realization that maybe he knows where Splinter is. Right. Like how, you know, because... Because the turtles the don't plan. know that right. Casey has gotten Splinter. Right, right. They don't know that. Yeah. There's no turtle calm. Yet. Right. Not yet. <laughs> but, and no cell phones back then. So, <laughs> you know, and then when Splinter and, and Danny make it there, and we don't know where they came from, we don't know how far they came from, where they drove from or whatever, but he goes... Sounds like your boys could use some help. And he looks around and Spinner's already pulled a Batman. <laughs> He's gone. And disappeared. <laughs> and disappeared. But I love that that final scene where the turtles are work trying to work together to fight. They, like one by one. They're, yes, they're coming one by at one. him. But again, they're coming at him one at a time. Yeah. And then when uh Leonardo gets Leonardo captured, gets captured. He said, You all could have beat me if with, you just the lost of together. One. Yeah. Yeah. If you worked together, you could have beat me. You could have taken me on, yeah. But uh, and then they toss their weapons to the side. He's like, throw your weapons away, or I'll kill him. Yeah, and they do it. And then he's about to kill Leonardo. He's about to stab him with a spear, and they scream, and Master Splinter shows up. <laughs> right. And I love that scene where Master Splinter already knew who Rokosaki was. He already knew who the Shredder was, and he's like, "I know who you are, Rokosaki." He's like. And that's the thing. Nobody knows that Orokosaki yeah, is Shredder. Even the turtles don't know that that's who that is. Right. And and he's but and, and he goes, and Splinter figured goes, it out. And Splinter goes, you know, all those years ago we met in the home of my master, Hamato Yoshi. And then Shredder pulls his mask off. And you see the claw and you see marks. the claw marks that Splinter made when he jumped from his cage to attack him when it was years and years ago. And Raphael goes, it's him. Because they've heard the stories. Right. They've, they've heard, heard all the stories. They've probably heard the stories countless right. times. Right, but they didn't know that yeah. Shredder was the guy. Yeah. And then uh, then Shredder, like, loses his mind. He's like, you know, I'll finish what I did all those years ago with your ear. <laughs> and he runs at him, and he and, and Master Splinter picks up Michelangelo's he's, got him, he's already got him behind his back, and he picks him up. And, and he wraps his spear around and hangs him over the building. And he says, death comes to us all, Orokosaki. But when you die, it will be, and then he falls into the garbage garbage truck, and then he goes, without, without honor. honor. And then Casey Jones goes, oops. <laughs> and again, I mean, it's, it's just perfect. It just a little bit of humor so here and well. there. Yeah, it flows so well to you know get to the end point that we were we're in. <clears throat> and the more I've been thinking about the first movie, the more I see how. 
they would be the way they are in ooze. Where right. they're carefree. We've beat the big guy. Bad, yeah, big the bad. big bad This is, is our done. father's big bad. You know, right. that, that was the one that we had to take care of. That's the only one. And he was the leader of the Foot Clan. He was the one involved in all this crime. He's dead. Right. We can relax. We can chill out. We're living up above with the human beings. You know, we're eating pizza every night. Right. I can see that. I can see now. I, I, I mean, I love ooze, but I don't love it as much as I love the first one. <laughs> but the, as a, with with age comes appreciation for both of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And you and and again, and I understand they wanted to make it more kid friendly, and plus they had made so much money from this movie um, on a on a low on budget. a very low budget. Yeah, thirteen point five million dollar budget. They made two hundred and two million. Talk about making your money back. I think this is the exact opposite numbers of the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> um, where they they spent two hundred some odd million dollars yeah. and yeah. only made thirteen and a half million back. A night. This is a ninety. <laughs> this is a ninety-three minute movie, and it has so much humor and action. It feels and character longer development. Than it feels long. Yeah, it does feel long, but it's not. It's, it's just ninety-three. Mo- we we used to have movies that got you to the point like this. It has so much in it in ninety-three minutes, and now we get. Two three-hour movies that of nothing. <laughs> Two to three-hour movies that drag, and this one, like I said, the only thing that dragged for me in this one is the farm, the farm scene. scene. Right, right. You know, that's that's the only part that dragged. But there's still so much there. There is a lot that's good development. Mm-hmm. You know, good storytelling, and and again, just like you like you mentioned, watching them interact with each other, watching them interact with April and mm-hmm. Casey, and it's it's. It it wasn't waste. It wasn't a wasted. Right, right. Every minutes. every those minutes were were to develop those characters and show you who they are. Right. Even with April and Casey learning how to interact with each other. Right. Because Casey apparently hadn't been around women and didn't have any sensitivity <laughs> training. You know. Uh, and I love Donatello's comment. It's kind of like moonlighting. <laughs> right. And anybody who knows about moonlighting goes, oh, yeah, oh, it, yeah. it's exactly like that. Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard, it, it's a, a, absolutely like that. Um, <laughs> it says that uh, the Turtles were released on March 30th, 1990 by New Line Cinema, the house that Freddie Bills, uh, built. I always say that, the, the house that Freddie Krueger built. Um, it received mixed reviews, which I don't know why, but was a box office success Grossing $202 million on a budget of $13.5 million. It was the highest grossing independent film up to that time. And the ninth highest grossing film worldwide of 1990. Wow. It was followed by uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze in 1991, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 in 1993. It is the only film in the original trilogy not distributed by 20th Century Fox internationally. Okay, so Fox picked it up after Fox this Fox picked one. it up after this. Now, I have to say, like, New Line Cinema, there's something about, like, when we were kids, mm-hmm. New, if mm-hmm. you saw that New Line that Cinema strip, slide, yep. when mm-hmm. they, with, and the, the iconic, you know, soundtrack that came out, that twinkling, when you hear that, you're like, Oh, Uh-oh. we're getting ready yeah, for something yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, that's right. It's like the New that's Line right. Cinema movies when we were kids were 
That was it. Yeah, that, you know, and they still were it. I mean, and they weren't like Lord it, of and the Rings, again, they weren't Warner Lord Brothers, the they weren't yeah. Sony, they no. weren't this, that, and the other. But they were independent. That, that independent, like you knew that it was going to be a really good mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I still, I see that New Line Cinema. Look, I'm like, we it's got about to be good. We've gotten blockbusters from New Line Cinema ever since then. We we've got Blade, mm-hmm. uh, which. Even Stan Lee himself said there would be no MCU without Blade, even though Blade's not in the MCU yet. Um, we got all of the Lord of the Ring movies mm-hmm. from New Line Cinema. We got Nightmare on Elm Street, which has been a bane in my side since I was a little kid. <laughs> but uh, you know, we got all these you know movies that probably would have never came out if it hadn't been for New Line Cinema. So we are thankful for New and Line Cinema. It seems like A24 has taken up the mantle of New Line Cinema. Yeah. Like, like in, and in, legendary A24, films. Yeah, A24 seems to be doing like, we're going to market those indie films and we're going to help distribute them right. so people can see them. And they've, they've put right. out some really good right. movies here. And lately. I mean, it's, it's good when, when you don't get a traditional um, production Distributor, company. Because, yeah. Because you're able to do more things. You're able to take more chances. I mean, look at the Saw movies. Right. I mean, we we wouldn't. I can't even imagine what would we have. What would we have if it wasn't for you know movies like Lionsgate? What? Boom. You know, yeah. it's a pretty huge thing now. It's, it's pretty huge now. So um, you know, we have we have those different things out there, um, and there's so much. You know, so much. There's so much in this movie. I mean, this movie has so many sentimental. As uh, Tad and I were talking off camera and off off recording earlier, um, how it's so important of what you're doing and who you're with when you're watching certain things or yeah. experiencing certain things because they have emotional impacts on you. Um, I remember this movie. I remember getting this movie for Christmas. I think my mom and dad both bought a copy of this movie for me. <laughs> um, I remember going to Pizza Hut and getting a pizza to come back home and watch this movie. Yep. Um, I had all the toys. I had tur- I still got the turtle van, the foot cruiser somewhere. I just rebought the place to Playmates original Ninja Turtles. They were on sale at Walmart. They have the originals at the Walmart now. Leatherhead and, 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 <laughs> right. and Shredder and Crank. I never had the original Shredder or Crank. I need to get those before they go away. Um, I had Leatherhead. I had Rat King. Had Ace McDuck. I remember all these these characters and whatever. <laughs> and I even got the movie. I have the movie versions of these turtles now, um, so I can recreate my own scenes and everything. Right. Um, but you know, it's it's the show movies like this were so important to us back then because we got to see the well. I mean, our this was something characters. like you know something we did that I don't know. I don't know if kids do these days, but. When we were on the playground at school, we were turtles. You played Ninja yeah. Turtles. You played Ghostbusters. You He-Man. played GI Joe. You played He Man, and you picked your favorite character. Yeah, and, and that's and, who you were. And when I was a kid playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in kindergarten on the playground at mm-hmm. Franklin Elementary, <laughs> like who we was had your three Michelangelos. You were like, oh, three. Everybody, <laughs> everybody wanted to be Michelangelo. <laughs> See, my favorite turtle was Raphael. It's still Raphael. My one of my. I mean, it, I think I have this. Lone Wolf um, love because I love Wolverine. You're right. I, I love Michael. I love Raphael. I love the loner guy. The loner <laughs> guy who who he's not really a loner. 
he loves and cares about his family just as much as everybody else does. He's just but he feels like he's his, he feels like he's got to take care of stuff on his own. Right. He's right. Got, I've got to right. do it I got, myself. I got to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I got to handle it. That, I'm I'm just I'm all about having fun. Right. Which is why I I, I identify with Michelangelo. <laughs> now I when it comes to being as a family member, I'm a Leonardo. Like I'm one that you know my my brother and sister. It was I was always worried about taking care of them. Right. You know I wanted to make sure they were they were okay, whatever. And yeah, we fought like siblings do. But mm-hmm. you still you still kind of you look out for them and make sure they're taken care of. That's right. That's right. That's now right. one of the things that 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 these guys spawned these teenage mutant ninja turtles spawned was something that we haven't talked about yet. What's that? The Rock album coming out of our shells. Oh my goodness! Now, like, when did that do you come remember out? this? Come out after two- uh, 1989 is is when I've got on on this thing. But I think it came out after two. Like I don't think it came out in 1989. If it says 1989, it did. But you know, it came out because of the cartoon. It came out because of the cartoon before but, the movie. But it it. You know, we use the live action. Yeah, it was a live. Yeah, it was, they, they were, were actually they look more things. like the, they look more like the 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 ones from TMNT Universal three Studio or something. Yeah, um, but they didn't have a shell. You Did, know, they didn't have, they didn't oh, have their shells because they were coming out of their shells. Gosh. They wore the the jean jackets or the vests with the tassels. Yeah, the knee pads. They look like rock stars. They, they look had, like they rock had stars. guitars and everything. I wish, I wish, I wish I could go back in time and actually have gone to see it. Um. By the way. Uh, I did. Did Huntsville, you? Alabama. Oh, you lucky dog. It was so awesome. Oh. It was the best experience of my life. I was I was probably 10. I mean, I was young. Man, not, not eight or nine. I, th- I may have been eight or nine. I was young, and it was me and my brother, my mom, mm-hmm. my aunt took her nephew, or took her son, so it was my cousins and stuff. We had the best time. And I've seen videos uh-huh. of that performance. And it take you back. And it was horrible. <laughs> Looking back as an adult, I'm like, I was, I was so, crazy about this. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. so enamored yeah. by the I, performance. I didn't see how bad it was. But it's it's a part of my childhood and I it's one of those things I always remember. I had the tape cassette uh-huh. uh, and I wore it out. See, I, I finally have... found it on uh, I finally found it where I could download it and I had a copy on a where CD that it? I burned. Oh, you mean you found it? And the then I found a good copy. Because again, I burned it off a CD that was right, skipping. Right, 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 right. And I found a copy on iTunes. Really? You can buy it on iTunes coming the out of their shelves. Not the video. Oh, okay. But the the C D <clears> you can okay. buy on on uh because I I wanted to go. I don't know why then. I must not have told my aunt Cosil because she would have gotten tickets for me. Right. Um and I remember I mean, they were huge the Eternals were huge. I don't know if they'll be as huge as they used to be. Well, like you I mean, said they're at pretty the top of the podcast, now. it was turtle mania. Yeah, it was turtle mania. I mean, they were on television, they were on Oprah. Barbara Walters interviewed They them. were bigger they than the new kids on the block. Yeah, they had commercials. <laughs> we had cereal cups, merchandise galore. The color-changing cereal yeah. bowls. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those? My sister still remember, mine. And we had, She's and, got uh, my Michelangelo bowl in I Washington. I think um, <laughs> Cookie Crisp had the sewer cups with the turtles' faces on it. Yes. And if you poured some coal in there it would ch- or hot, it would change the mask. Yeah, the color-changing mug. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. So, I mean, they, I mean those... It was huge. It was so ridiculous. I can't even tell you that how how, how big it was. Because I remember I had I had like a variety of four turtles. They, my mom had bought these four 
like one was a Michael Jordan turtle that was Donatello, a samurai Leonardo, a skateboarding Michelangelo, and the Raphael, I think break dan- did a break dance or something that, like yeah. that. And then uh, my mom bought me the turtle blimp, the foot cruiser, rat king, leatherhead, and all these other toys to go with it. And I was and I was thinking to myself, man, I would love to have the originals too. <laughs> right. And <clears throat> that and that was Christmas time. So so Christmas that Christmas day after I had opened my gifts there and saw all these things, blew up my turtle blimp, and put the um, the thing that they they hold on to in there. Um, I went over to my grand- grandmother's house. And my aunt and uncle had bought me the original turtles. Oh wow! So I had two sets of turtles, <laughs> and of course, the my, my the, the turtles that my mom got me were gonna be the doppelgangers, and the original was were gonna be the ones that had to fight. Um, and then later on, as the, some turtles melted, which was so weird, <laughs> um, some some the originals melted or their limbs came off. The variety turtles became the original turtles. <laughs> right. So you know it was it, it that doesn't happen that often. That that kind of craze doesn't happen that often. And like not and especially now with action figures and cartoons and TV shows and stuff. Like the Mario thing this year has been pretty big, but it's the song Peaches. Right. It's not. I love Mario. I love Luigi. I love Bowser. It's, it's the song. It's that the Jack song. Black sings. Yeah. It's yeah. the song. It's not like you know I. Go to the store. I mean, yeah, I see cereal, you know, with Mario on it or whatever, but it's not like people buying Mario hats and mustaches. It used to be every time a movie like that came out, you'd get cereal, you'd get toys, you'd get candy, uh, candy, all sorts of merchandise. Happy Uh, Meals. Ghostbusters had a high C ecto cooler. Yeah, it was a huge thing. Huge. You know, so there was all sorts of merchandising that went with these movies, and now it's like they've almost pulled it back a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I'm like, Mm You realize uh, we're forty years old, right? We'll still buy that we'll stuff. Still buy, yes, we, yes, we will. We'll buy we, the new stuff. We, we absolutely will. Um, before we go, I wanted to mention the puppeteers from the movie because they did Hulk, a great job. Judith Hogue talks about how hard it was for those people to wear those suits and do the puppeteering and stuff. So uh, David Foreman was Leonardo. Mar- Martin P. Robinson was Leonardo's facial assistant. Um, Leaf Tilden was Donatello's in-suit performer. David Rudman was Donatello's facial assistant. Ernie Reyes Jr. was Donatello's in-suit martial arts stunt double. And got cast and as then Kino in Kino Kino in part two. Right. Yep. Um, Reggie Barnes was Donatello's in-suit skateboarding double. Um, John Pius as Raphael's in-suit performer. David Greenway as Raphael's facial assistant. Ken Tor- Tororum as Raphael's in-suit martial arts stunt double. Michelin, uh, one, I think that's Michelin, Michelin Sesti as Michelangelo's in-suit performer. Mark Wilson as Michelangelo's facial assistant. Kevin Clash as Splinter's puppeteer. Ricky Boyd as Splinter's facial assistant. And Robert Tigner Tigner as Splinter's assistant puppeteer. And and for <clears throat> the turtles, a lot of their in suit performers got cameos, cameos in yeah, the movie, yeah. meeting their That's right. self. You, um, can, you can tell them about that because uh, there's that scene where Raphael goes tumbling over the car. Right, his in suit performers in the back seat. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, That's Michelangelo's awesome. in suit performer is the pizza delivery guy, which is so crazy. So they, you know, so they they had them paired right, up together. Right, you know, in right. in places where they would meet. So. Right. They did a really good job of of taking care of the in suit performers because again, 
the stuff inside the suit mm-hmm. was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Let's give them a little bit of love. They were, and they were put super them on hot. They were yeah. super hot. It was, and Judith Hogue said she complained about the conditions that they had to go through a lot. And her complaining is what led to her being recast in Which two. is so sad because she was fighting for them. She was trying to be there for them, but, you know. Well, there, there's a there's a fine line between voicing but if somebody your opinion had died, and think about constantly. Think about if somebody had actually died on the set of Terminus. Oh, it would have been bad, yeah. It would have been some very bad. We would have never gotten two or even three. I don't know. As much money as they made, you know how people are. As much money as they made, you know. Before one was out of the theaters, they had already they had already two. started too. Yeah, because I mean, TMNT <laughs> like number two came out a year a later. A year later, so and that don't already, usually happen. Yeah, don't, they were already working on it. It usually happen so fast. So, so I love. Oh, the soundtrack was awesome. It was I, good. I, I love. Um, nine point nine five was the song that played played in the movie um, Turtle Power. By cr- yes. cr- um, cr- what's, um, something in, in crime, rhyme, or part- partners in rhyme, or something like, like that. Yeah. I think that was their That's name. That's it, yeah. And, and I remember that. I mean, I can do that rap now, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but um, I remember when it said that Raphael. Copyright was, issues being yeah, what they are. Yeah, Raphael being the leader of the group, and people were like up and down, like, it didn't say that, it didn't say that. It did say that. Um, and I can't remember what his excuse was for for putting that out there that Raphael was the leader of the group. But 30-some years later, I mean, 20-some years later, Raphael did become the leader of the group in a cartoon called TMT Rise of the Turtles. Um, and Raphael became the leader for a little bit, so that actually happened. But um, the all, I mean, the sunk cowabunga, I mean, all those things were... You just had to be there in the '90s for for the excitement. And we're getting a little bit of back, a uh, little bit of it with Mutant Mayhem coming out. Yeah. And it's like you're kind of starting to see, but the excitement's not as much it's as it was like because it was. we had the cartoon for three years. Yeah, before, before we, we got saw, this movie, yeah. so it was. We the, had, we, they were priming us for this big, movie. Look how big it was. We had the we had we the comic book was out. Mm-hmm. The cartoon was out. The toys and action figures and vehicles, because I really wanted a sewer playground set, and I never got one, and I had to find right. one somewhere. Uh, I wanted the Technodrome so badly. Yes. And there is a Legos Technodrome that if anybody's listening wants to send my way, I'll be happy to take <laughs> it off your hands. Um, it's like 200 something dollars, but I will put it together, and I will play with it. Um, but... Uh, there's, you know, we had, we we had we had we had the comic book, the 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 cartoon, the video games, the video games. We had the music. We had the the rock, you know the rock tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had three movies, cereal, clothes, bed sheets. Yes, mask. Like, we had everything. Like pinball you, machines. You everything. Go anywhere without, without seeing, seeing a turtle. Turtle something. Turtle. I even got a giant Donatello. I never got a. My dad literally found a giant Donatello in our front yard and brought it home to me. Oh, wow. I still have it to this day. And I've been looking for the other turtles like Raphael and Leonardo and Michelangelo, and now they're in stores. So it's like, it, it'll. I know that it'll never get to the point that it was in the 90s because people's Things you know, things have changed. Things have changed. There's too a little much bit. vying for your attention now, right? For you to focus on one thing. But back then, we only had a couple of channels, and Fox Kids showed our turtles. I'm telling you, man. 
between Fox Kids and ABC Saturday ABC. morning cartoons and even CBS. CBS, because CBS to later took on the Turtles yeah. at the very end. And Because so. uh, NBC had all the teen shows, like Saved by the Bell and Hang Tank. But they had Smurfs and Alf and, and uh, yes. um, other other ones. But there, there, I mean, there are so many other. We, we might have to start doing like a remember when thing, like a nostalgia type. Because there are yeah. shows that I know some of you all who are listening to this have never heard of, like Bobby's World. By the way, I found that on a streamer the other day. <laughs> Did you? Um, and I can't for the life of me remember where I found I it. I think you told me that. This is my message um, somewhere. But was it like on Tubi or something? It's like probably that? on. T- it's probably more than likely it's on Tubi. Tubi has so many. You know what? I'm gonna great. You, you hold on. Justwatch.com <laughs> is probably one of the is best the name? Just websites. Justwatch.com. Justwatch.com. You can you can Google or you can search. I say Google. You can search anything. Mm-hmm. TV show, movie, and it'll tell you where to find it if it's streaming at all. Uh, let's see. Bobby's World is on Prime. Prime. Oh, okay. Amazon That's right. Prime. It's on Prime. And I found uh, Flintstone Kids on Boomerang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a free trial yeah. on Boomerang. Yes. I, uh, Tasmania is on Tasmania. Boomerang. Tasmania. That was a Fox, yeah. uh, Fox Kids yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> show. And just, there man. are so many great cards. Like He-Man and She-Ra, um, Skyhawks. Um, Battlestar, Johnny Quest. Mm-hmm. They're like that. Johnny Quest and them are like my dad. Like my dad was a child, you know. <laughs> right. But I saw. And then know, they had the new the adventures, adventures of Johnny yeah, Quest. Yeah, the real yeah. adventures of Johnny Quest, where they were doing VR. Like it's so cool how those things that came out back then reflected the times that we were in. Like Johnny Quest, Quest deals a lot with like. Like the Nazis and different things like that, and like the thing, the communists. It was like Indiana it, Jones, yeah, but, but different. Yeah, different. Um, even this is what I wanted to say. I almost forgot it, and I'm glad I, it came back to me. But the Turtles with the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan is pretty much like gang violence. Yeah. Of what we were having in the '90s with the drugs and, and mm-hmm. the gangs and stuff, and the kids, because it was teenagers who were doing the crimes. Yeah. So I mean, it was a reflection of what had happened in the '80s and the '90s. In a live action television show, I mean live action TV um, movie, in with turtles. I mean, you know, there's always a message. Right. In the eighties and nineties, and and in the probably the seventies, there was always a message for us to learn. There was a moral and lesson. Everything. Yeah. yeah. GI Joe, GI Joe, He Man, Shira, Thundercats all ended. With a message with a to lesson. us. Yeah, exactly. With a lesson for us to learn. Uh, but Planet Captain Planet was Captain the same Planet, way. Captain Planet. I remember there was a a a drug free special that came on CBS, and different studios who were not together teamed up together. So Michelangelo was one of the heroes. Uh, Smurfs were in it. Oh wow! Um, Care Bears might have been in it. Um, Heathcliff. I mean, it was like a bunch of characters who weren't in the same studio thing had been brought together. To you know, say no to drugs and like teach kids to say no to drugs. And that was the big thing in the eighties with, uh, yeah. with the Reagan presidency. That was uh, <coughs> Nancy Reagan's big thing was the "Just Say No" campaign, mm-hmm. and that was and that was a big thing directing directed at kids. Yeah, that, you know, that was just say thing. no to drugs. We don't have that. No, a lot we, now. apparently, apparently us are we okay now? As millennials are having to tell it to our own kids. You know, <laughs> look, it's already been beat down into me. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you about this. I'll tell you everything you need to know, and I'll tell you which teenage sitcoms featured a drug episode. Oh my! They God. all, they all, they all of them did. Saved by the Bell. That was the heavy episode. Yeah, you yeah. know, 
And it was never serious drugs necessarily, but it was always something. What was Jesse on? Jesse was on like speed. Okay. You know, it was like, it wasn't like, you know. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like an heroin. opioid or anything. Yeah, or heroin. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just something. Yeah. It was a caffeine pill. That's what You're she was smoking. Taking. Stop smoking. She was saying caffeine pills. Right, you know, that's right, speed, right, yeah. right, right. But stop, yeah, stop and there was always, you know, there was always one, you know, like Growing Pains had a You're drug drinking? episode. Yeah. Why are you drinking? You know, yeah. there's a Cosby show where uh, Vanessa got drunk. Yes. And they had the drinking game, the fake drinking game. And they had Rudy drinking, but it wasn't right. alcohol. It was apple juice or something, or something like, like that. that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that was our thing. That I mean that was our whole thing. It, our video games. Street Fighter used to come on at, at the beginning of the video game, and it would have a big old um, um, cross out mark with cigarettes and say "Don't smoke." Right. We don't get them kind of video games. Not at all. <laughs> so but, I mean, this movie. I mean, this movie. It's a different day. Yeah, it's a different, different time. Day. But this movie is a movie that you don't have to work <clears throat> except for a, a few choice words from a certain turtle. Right. Um, you don't have to worry about. I mean, there. It's very clean. It's to today's standards. It's a very clean, wholesome movie. Yes. There's no blood except for I think um, in case you're getting mild yeah a little blood, cut yeah. or whatever. But outside of that, it's nobody gets stabbed really. Um, it's fighting. But it's coming together. It's about family. Yeah. <laughs> it's about family. <laughs> you, you can't. Ain't like, I had like the twins watched <laughs> it with me the other night, and they're five. So right. how did they like it? They, it's not their type of stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like they're they're like, oh, it's not you know singing cartoons, uh, right? Or you know, kids doing stuff on YouTube. Uh, but they watched it for a little bit. Did Brooklyn ever see it? I, I think she's ever show it. it. I think Brooklyn it. goes. I watched this with you one time, didn't I? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay. Oh, that was it. And like, I see ah. it once, we're good. <laughs> but, but that's you, that's kids these days. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it? Good. Okay. I, I don't have to see it again. In other words, we we didn't have any options. Right. We had to watch the same thing over again. You watch the same thing Put over and over there and over wanted, again. Right. We, you don't have cable. <laughs> and if you, you wore the tape out, good luck, because they didn't make a lot of home videos. Right, right. right. I remember <laughs> when home videos weren't a thing. No. You know, mm -hmm. so oh, we sound like the two old men in the balcony on Muppets, <laughs> right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not any good anymore. Oh my goodness, but back yeah. in my day. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, we it it's just so so many great memories. I remember going to Ch Showbiz. Well, it's Ch it was Showbiz. Pizza showbiz before, before it was Chuck E. Cheese. Before Chuck E. Cheese, and the Ninja Turtle arcade game was the biggest thing out there because you could pick one of the turtles and it was you picking the turtle and you would play through all these stages together with your classmates or your best friends to get to the last level to fight Shredder and Krang. And See, like, that was the difference between me and you. When I'd go to showbiz, mm -hmm. I wasn't playing that game mm -hmm. because it didn't have any tickets. Ah, uh, yeah, you were getting the ski balls. I, I was playing ski ball and, the, the bingo game, oh, or the, bingo the bozo game. game. Oh, okay, yeah. The bozo game, it was like yeah. buckets and stuff. Yeah. That's what I was playing because you can win tickets. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't care. But yeah, I, I wanted to play the superhero game. So I, I was playing the Turtles and Superman and Ghostbusters. And I have all those games now. So it's so much fun. I, ha I have the Turtles arcade game now. Oh, nice. Um, so, you know, oh, man, I miss them times. Sometimes I just wish I could just... Go back Go just back, for a just day. For, yeah, I don't want to and relive just and relive. relive the moments. Not yeah. redo it, like yeah, do it yeah, over, no. but just relive it. And just the only thing I would want to go back and do is put stock in certain things like right? Apple 
Yahoo. <laughs> Google. Google. <laughs> remember, Amazon. Remember these fun little words, <laughs> right, kid. Right, right, right. Yahoo, Google, and Apple. Right. And Amazon. <laughs> and Amazon. Don't forget Amazon. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. But, yeah, this, I mean, this is a movie that you can watch over and over again. And watch the sequels because this one, uh, two... God help yeah, you if you watch skip three. three. Go to TMNT. And then there's four. The there's four TMT. One, yeah. yeah, it's 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 part four of the series. And then Mutant Mayhem is kind of digging into the Early not necessarily years. the timeline, but definitely into that universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Bebop so and Rocksteady are making an appearance in Mutant finally, Mayhem. Finally on finally film. Finally in. Well, well, we well, saw him in Michael Bay. Yeah, we saw him in Michael Bay again. Don't. I think now. I, I think that they should have been the size. I think Rocksteady and Bebop should have been the size they are. Yes. But the Turtles should have been... Bebop and Rocksteady should have been in Secret of the Use. Right. Yeah, they should have. But I forgot what the story was. There. But I love Talka and, Ra- and Raza. And I have their action figures. And they're awesome. <laughs> and I love the Super Shredder thing. And we will do too. We will, we will Who was get- in that? Was it Kevin Nash Kevin and Super Nash Shredder? Kevin Nash as Super Shredder. Which was awesome. And Vanilla Ice and Ice Ice. And uh, <laughs> going, the Ninja Rap. The Ninja Rap. Man. I'm telling you, the turtles took over. It was just we. Were I'm going. I'm going to go grab a pizza and I'm going to rewatch one and two tonight again. I've I've already watched one and two this week. Look, I celebrate I'll go back and watch every it. March 30th. I try to celebrate. It's National Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Day because the anniversary because of the anniversary premiered, of the yeah. movie. So and they they, made, they proclaimed it Ninja Turtle Day in Los Angeles, and I honor that as a national holiday. <laughs> um, but. Watch the turtles. Watch the original turtles. The way they were meant to be seen. The way they are portrayed on the cartoon. Because that's about the size that they are compared to April O'Neil yes. in that show. Um, huge, giant turtles. I've been to New York. I've seen those man manhole covers. They wouldn't fit. They couldn't fit. They would not fit in there. I couldn't fit in. Well, there are some manhole covers that were pretty big, but... The normal sewer. Like, I used to go down our street and go, how the heck a turtle jump? <laughs> that turtle it wasn't. Get- it wasn't, <laughs> how the heck can a turtle get this big? It was, right, it was turtle can't fit in that. Right, right. Cover. That's exactly what it was. It was like, come on now. Come on. Even I'm smarter than that. Oh. I've enjoyed this 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 trip down memory lane. This has been This has been fun. I, I mean, I you, almost pulled out the VHS tapes to watch this, and instead of finding it on a streamer, so I, I don't almost have a pulled, VCR anymore. So four, and and I don't I got want, one in my office. And I here don't at work. want it to jack my tape up because one of the things that today's today's kids today's kids will never understand is having a, a tape get caught in your VCR. That's the worst, and it's for it to start jacking it up. But one of the things my dad, I, I learned from my dad was my it used to happen to our v, in our VCR. My dad would fix it. He would untake the. He would take it apart with a screwdriver, and he would take some clear tape, find the ends that had broken apart, put them back, them back together, and splice them back together. Wow! And I learned how to do that. And when I did it for my first time, I was so excited. I did it! I did it! I did it! And now you don't have to worry about that. But oh, man, but yeah, I mean, go back and watch these movies. Um, I know we get so excited about talking about them, and they mean so much to us because we were there when they actually came right? out, when they actually came out. So we were part of the craze. We were part of the reason why they were making so much money, and they still endure today. 
Um, we we helped do that. You know, we could be proud of that. We could take a little ownership. Right, of it. right. That was us. That was us. That was, and that's still us. We still we're still the same way. I mean, like anytime we talk about <laughs> the turtles, it's it's a conversation. That yeah, goes it's on for a, a long deep, time. Oh yeah, I mean, it's a deep conversation. Like this would have been two hours if we had actually started from when we actually started talking about it. Right. But. Um, yeah, because you know, we talked about them earlier today. Yeah, 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 and we, about 30, 40 minutes. So, <laughs> but um, you know these these movies, it, I, and I they're part of they're part of not just pop culture but the zeitgeist of that that time era. You yeah. know, when yeah. you think of late eighties, early nineties, one of the things you think about is the, the Teenage Turtles. Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. um, and all iterations. You know, from uh, the animated series to the comics to the live action live movies action to video TV games, show. live action TV show. They even cross of, over with the Power Rangers. Yeah, and that's a current comic that, book. Yeah, right I'm now. like, oh my. Even the TV show. Yeah. They met the uh, Deep Space or something. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the Turtles, now they're crossing over with Stranger Things in a comic book. They've, uh, they've uh, met the, the, the Street Fighter team. I've, I mean, they've met so many. They met Batman. They met Batman <laughs> right. three times, and they have an animated movie together. So, I mean, they're huge. That's, I mean, four amphibious turtles, or as Shredder called them in the cartoon, wretched reptiles. <laughs> um, you know, have have like crossed time over thirty some, forty something years. Oh Lord, it's 30, next year yeah. will be forty next year years. Forty year anniversary of the comic book. Wow, man. <laughs> that's that's absolutely amazing it's absolutely amazing but you know we have so many more overdue movies reviews that we're going to do we have some that we've already done so you can go back and check out season one on our website um on instagram on you can go to my even even you, you can even go to my website tyrone tony com, and you can see them um, but you can go to 731.com and see all of our things. Um, overdue movie reviews, picture this. Tad has a new podcast, and I want him to tell you about that right quick. Um, I have Hub City now. That's on our 73, Radio 731 page. But Tad's going to tell you about his um yeah, the Music Highway podcast. Yeah. Uh, just following, you know, one of the things that uh, running through Jackson, Tennessee is I-40. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Music Highway because it runs between Memphis and Nashville. Mm-hmm. And there's so many performers who have traveled from Memphis, got their start in Memphis and made it to Music City. Right. And and we've got a lot of great musicians that have traveled down this road, whether they've started in Jackson or uh, just traveling through to Nashville. And that's what I'm doing. I'm getting to hear their stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm talking to a lot of musicians, singers, songwriters. I'll talk to some producers here uh, down the road. And mm-hmm. and we're just learning about their story, listening to some good music, and, and just and hearing about their journey through music. That's so, awesome. That's music awesome. Highway Podcast. You can check that out there as well at Radio731.com. And come and see, uh, hopefully, hopefully us, um, but for right now, it's me at, 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 com, at, at Covington, Coven, Covington Comic Con, um, August 12th and the 13th. I think it's 12th and 13th. I think that's a Saturday and Sunday. Yes, it's a Saturday and Sunday. Okay, yeah. 12th and, and 13th at Covington, at Covington Comic Con. So come out and have fun with that and bring your family and friends. There's going to be a lot of folks there. Uh, Santiago Cirillo, Santiago Cirillo is, uh, is going to be scheduled there. to be there as yeah. well. And 
I think I think they can still make their appearances that way. Like I know that with the SAG after strike, oh yes, yes, there's some appearances that actors cannot make. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think cons are okay because if they're not promoting a current, a current thing, uh, production, I think they're okay to make appearances. So I think I think he's not going to be withheld if he's a, if he's a SAG after member. Right. I think he'll be. I think he'll be fine and, to make that appearance. And I wanted to mention something about that before we end is that um, I I totally stand with the actors and the writers. As a writer myself, right, I understand what the the, the demands that they want and and the things that they need because times have changed. Inflation has change things are kind of I mean every year something's going up higher and higher the, the, the well and then with the with rent the and living and the tech advancement of technology I keep hearing about AI and how AI is changing everything and I did not know one one of the stipulations in this contract they presented to the actors was about background actors getting paid up front and having their likenesses scanned into the computer to be used for ever and not get anything on the back end of that. Yeah, that's a little. That's woo. That's you know. And and then on top of that, you you look <clears> at <throat> the way that movies are released now. Yeah, streaming, you know, streaming has with changed streaming everything. and everything. It's you don't people aren't going to see movies, and all these actors had deals where they get a percentage of box office. Right. And if these movies aren't going to make as much in the box office because of the streamers, right. You got to really take care of those guys. Right. You know? And right. I under I get it. It's a business. But part of your business is taking care of the actors and the writers who make your movies. Who make it? Yeah, they they're making the final product. Yeah. So get and ready, without the writers, get ready. You don't to see have a, a lot product. of reality TV on the yeah, on, on television. Video. I mean, but like as soon as the directors guild gets uh, gets involved with this, as soon as the DGA gets involved with this, the strike's going to be over because mm-hmm. Hollywood definitely can't do anything without directors. Without directors, that's true. That's true. So you all continue to support. The writers and the actors stand up for them, um, and don't for- think it's just a bunch of overpaid babies because there's a lot of actors who are right in who aren't making Brad Pitt. Yeah, or, there's a lot of people who are actors in the SAG that are not the Brad Pitts, the Julia Roberts, the you know. There's a lot of background actors right. who and are members of SAG. I saw this guy on CBS Morning. He basically said, you know, the way things are now is that I do acting because I love it, but I have to have a second job. Oh, yeah. And and that second job is actually a first job. Right, because that That's acting what pays thing the ain't... Bills. Right, exactly, exactly. So, exactly. yeah, it's <laughs> it's not just... Don't don't think that the strike is all the overpri- overpaid babies right, crying right, about it. Right. I got the, $64 million ones, dollars last year. Yes, the ones who are making... Who are getting $10, 20000000 million a movie. Right, right. They're, yes, they're striking too, but right. in support of the ones who aren't making that. Right, Because right. they realize those background actors are just as much a part Important, of the movies yeah. as not as the others. So right, right. they're taking... They're, yes, they're using their voice and their platform to help the ones who aren't making that kind of money. Right. So it's right. not just, again, it's not just the over, overpaid actors. They're taking, yes, they are part of it, but they're taking care of the uh, other ones as well. Right. Right. So. Right. But uh, TMNT 1990, mm-hmm. it's a definitely watch for me. Definite watch. Definite watch. And uh, I want to thank you for listening to uh, this episode. And thank, thank you to our sponsor. Yeah. Thank Rusty's Rusty. uh, TV and movie car museum for sponsoring the podcast. And, 323 uh, Hollywood Drive in Jackson, Tennessee. They've got so many cool looking so cars. Many, so you got to get out there. It's a uh, very affordable family fun. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week.